Okay, so I noticed something in between me like waking up and like in between me like and in between sleep, of course, but within the last couple of days, like when I was waking up, like kind of like in the middle of the day, I was feeling like, well, as soon as I wake up, I can hear that like there's no spirit around me. There's no witch around me. There's no body around me. But as soon as they notice that I'm waking up, they're like rushing to me, rushing to get to me. And they're so thirsty. They're so, 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 so thirsty to offend me. So thirsty to offend me that like they're waiting. Like usually, honestly, it's surprising to me because usually they're there. When I go to sleep and when I wake up, they're right there waiting. And they're so thirsty, they can't leave from around me. They won't leave from around me, not even when I'm sleeping. They'll just wait there while I'm asleep. And then whenever I wake up, which can be whenever, really, because I can sleep, they'll be right there. Soon, the second I open my eyes, the second I open my eyes, they're right there. And, you know... That's why this is so different because the last couple of days, even though they're still always there, this the last couple of days, they actually have been off doing something else. So it showed me like they actually can go and do something else like they're That's a that's actually an option for them. They can do something else. They're not forced to be here. They are just here. So that right there is a word in itself because it's like, oh, my God, I can't believe anybody would spend all of their time all day, every day just monitoring me and 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 you know just like hovering over me like and I felt this last year I remember asking the Lord I said Lord what is this feeling what is that it feels so weird I can feel them watching me like what is going on what is this and the Lord showed me like a bunch of weird shaped weird looking women type like spirit demon spirits but they were people but the way that they look in the spirit realm, like they have like, they look reptilian. They really do. They look like, I don't even know, like sort of like, um. they look like creatures. Like if you've ever seen how mermaids really look, not the like Disney version of mermaids, but if you've ever seen like the real mermaids, like, because if you look up and find out that mermaids are really demons and they're really marine spirits, etc., like if you know how mermaids really look, they like how the mermaids look in Harry Potter. If you've seen Harry Potter, they kind of look like that a little bit, except for they're not as like scaly. And like they have like and they're like weird, a weird color. And then like they had like um one braid, one ponytail sticking straight up. Like um, I can't think of the reference right now, but how they draw cartoon babies where they have like the one little ponytail, the one little hair sticking out with a bow on it. That's exactly how they looked. And like, it was a bunch of them surrounding me and they were all just staring. Like you should have saw the look on their face. They were looking at me like, I will not blink. I will not blink. I'm just going to look. And they were just watching me and they would not even blink. And I was just like, this is so creepy like oh my god like you just want to take a thousand million trillion baths 
you just want to take a bunch of baths because it's like a weird creepiness like un- un- underneath your skin like don't you ever felt like you need to wash underneath your skin it felt dirty underneath my skin and so like i was like why and then and then the way that they were looking at me their faces were like so intrigued by me like they were so interested and so intrigued like fascinated and completely obsessed they were completely obsessed and fascinated by me and they were just looking like wow oh my god like they would never ever ever leave me alone ever and I just remember after seeing that getting so mad at God I got so mad at God I didn't get like I wasn't like angry at him but I was just so angry for him allowing that like I was just so angry like why are you allowing these creepy creatures I don't even want to call them women they are clearly female but are they women I don't know because they are like I don't know if they're human And, like, why are you allowing these creepy creatures just crowd up on me like this? It's like they kidnap me. And they are so fascinated and intrigued by me. Like, they have just found, you know, a new sun. I don't know what you call it. I don't know. But all I know is whatever it is that these kind of creatures love the most and can't get enough of, that's what they were looking at me like. Like, they have found a new that. And I was just like oh my god are you serious like there's nothing i can do at this point like there's nothing i can do like they're just going to sit in my face all day every day they're not going to leave me alone like you're just going to let them just sit in my face really and be as obsessed and creepy as they are because the way that they're so fascinated with me it at first it didn't seem like it was anything like sexual or anything like you know like they were attracted to me or anything, but it looked like it could go anyway. I swear it was so, they were so obsessed and fascinated and intrigued by me that it really looked like they could go, it could go anyway. Like, cause it would, it didn't matter what it was, however they had to, they were getting me. They just wanted to get me. That's all it was. And they, but they couldn't, they weren't touching me though. They weren't touching me, but they were crowding me so much that like it was like oh my gosh like you're touching me with your eyes you're touching me with your clear obsession it's touching me and it's crowding me and it was making me feel so creepy 24 7 day every day all day i never got a second off and it's a bunch of them it's like hundreds of them honestly it's so many of them i can't really count but it's like so many heads and i'm sure it was like at least 50 that i can see right then and when i saw them like that oh my gosh you don't even know like i was just so oh my gosh heartbroken heartbroken because like i was just like why why like Nobody wants to be subjected to that. Nobody wants to be objectified. Nobody wants to be 
that the object of anyone's obsession to that extent. I don't care who you are. I don't care how much attention you like. I don't care what kind of attention you like. I don't care what it is. I don't care if you're attention deprived and all you you would you would give your last limb for some attention. I don't care. You wouldn't at that point. You would be like attention is not worth it. I don't care because it was like too much. It was like I don't know if they ever have to go eat or sleep or you know, use the bathroom or I don't know if they're really human, honestly. It doesn't seem like they are as creepy as they were. They were so creepy. But like it doesn't seem like they ever leave. It seems like if you have anything else that you probably would ever have to do, you're neglecting it. You never leave. And like I can't leave because you're in my face. And I would just I just pray I just remember praying so hard. I pray so hard. I pray so hard and I pray. I never stop praying and I just pray so hard and I listen to the Bible and I listen to gospel and I prayed 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 and I I was getting so upset because they still wouldn't budge. They would not budge. And so I will not lie. Like I got, I started getting upset. I started calling them out. I started saying, like, you are so obsessed and creepy. Get out of my face. Why are you in my face? Why are you in my face? Get out of my face. It's all of you against me. Get out of my face. And I was just so mad. I was so upset because it's like you don't, like, it's a clear violation of personal space. I don't even have an inch to myself. They're right there. Like, like you should see that. I wish I could draw this. They were looking so creepy. And their bodies. If you've ever seen Caroline. I don't know if you've ever seen the movie Caroline. It's a cartoon movie about a little girl who ends up um, waking up on on the other side of, you know, in another world where she has a other mother. And she and her best friend is, you know, um, the same best friend, but all of their eyes have been switched out for buttons. And the other mother is sewing, is stealing their eyes and sewing buttons into their eye holes. It's so creepy. The movie is very creepy. I won't watch it a second time. But all I know is they were shaped like Caroline's other mother. If you notice her, the, the bottom half of her body is actually like, I think, like spider, spider legs. She turns into like a big spider. And that's so real. I'm telling you, like these movies are really based off real things. And I can't believe that's a children's movie. That's a child's movie. Like they, you have to understand this, this Hollywood stuff, this movie stuff, all this stuff is really set up and they are behind all of it. They're behind all of it. They're brainwashing the kids. The kids, they have no, they like they're, they have no chance. If you're not praying over your child and first of all, don't even let your child watch TV. Don't let your child watch TV. Don't let your child listen to music. Don't let your child participate in anything entertainment-wise. Otherwise, they're going to be exposed to Leviathan. They're going to be exposed to Python spirits. They're going to be exposed to Satan. And funny thing about it, a lot of the testimonies I've watched about people who have become Satanists, Satan worshipers, devil worshipers, or who have been, um, you know, sworn into become witch, witches, 
you know, participated in witchcraft, it started around eight years old. It starts at the earliest ages and they get this from like, they, they encounter these spirits at very young ages. The first time I encountered a demonic spirit, I was actually like five or six years old. The difference between me and this, I mean, the difference I feel like between, you know, somebody else's testimony and mine, I was running from this demonic spirit. And also this demonic spirit got right in my face and I was so scared. I would not lie. I was only five or six years old. I was horrified. But I told myself that I will not allow this demonic spirit to keep scaring me like this. Like I got to the point where I started to stick up for myself in whatever way I could, which was like honestly a little bit. But all I know is that, you know, I felt that you are not going to get me. That's what it was. In my heart, I was like, you're not going to get me. That's what it was. And it wasn't like I really just knew what to do. I was such, I was, you know, so skilled and the demonic spirit was scared of me. But I just, the demonic spirit jumped in my face and it had been doing this every single night, reoccurring, like horrifying dream. It had been jumping out of the TV and chasing me around my house and jumping in my face. And my brother and my sister would hide behind me and kind of like kick me to the wolves. Because in the way that they were hiding behind me, they were like, if he's going to get anybody, he's going to get you first. And that's how I would be. And I would be like, I wouldn't be able to hide anywhere because they were hiding behind me. And where can I go? And so it would be like that where it's like everybody's, all of us were fighting to get to the back behind each other. And I ended up on the outside. And like, I remember just being on the outside and thinking like, um, you're not going to get me. I don't care. You're not going to get me. You're not pulling me into that TV. And I remember the demon just always getting so close to my face and kind of like scaring the mess out of me, but never touching me. It never touched me. And so um, that's kind of like how these demonic spirits are, except for they're not looking like that one. That one was like more of a like of like a very like creepy looking, scary type demon you would see in hell. These were more like. Yeah, they would look like they come from hell, but at the same time, like, they didn't look like that. Like, they just had eyes in their noses. Their noses were, like, holes, like skeletons, and they were, like, skeletons with skin over it. That's all it was, was skeletons with skin over it, and their bodies look like the Caroline Other Mother, where it's, like, super emancipated, and you can see, oh, excuse me, super emaciated. I said emancipated, excuse me. Super emaciated, and they have their ribs sticking out, and, like, it was so, 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 so creepy, and they were, like, a weird grayish color. They were, like, a grayish color. And it was so creepy. And I just remember, like, getting so upset. Like, God, like, why have you forsaken me? Father, why have you forsaken me? Why? Why are you, you know, why did you let them put this spell on me? Why are you letting them stalk me in a spiritual realm? Why are you letting them torture and torment me? Why are you letting this happen? And I just remember just feeling so abandoned by God. And, like, I remember him telling me, like, you know, I showed you that. I showed you that. And laughed. Like, I don't think it was, I don't know if it was God that was laughing. I can't say that it was God that was laughing. But it was, they were laughing. I know it wasn't the witches because they were kind of like called out when I said it. It's so weird how they actually have feelings though. Like, 
I don't know if they do because their feelings are, I, if I feel like if they really had real feelings, they would have been left me alone by now because I would have hurt them. Like, but it's just like, they were just like super, super, super creepy. And it's just like the same creepy, like being multiplied over a billion times. And they were all surrounding me. And it was just like, they had kidnapped me. And I, that was not out of the question. The way that they were obsessed and staring at me and kind of like just hovering over me. Like I couldn't, like every every move that I made, if I even turned my head to the side a little bit, they were like, they were moving with me. It was so creepy. It was like all in unison. Like if I even like, if I would just like breathe hard, like, like it would be like a a shift like everybody would shift everything would shift because I don't know if they were bodies like they were just things and like it was so creepy it was really creepy and like I remember asking like why why are you I didn't have to ask I won't lie I want I could I didn't have to ask when I even thought to ask why are you so obsessed with me the answer was so evident. It was because I was so intriguing to them. I was so intriguing to them. And it was so, they were like way past like, okay, so don't you know how celebrities have like the really obsessive, creepiest fan. Michael Jackson had Billie Jean, you know, like those kind of fans that like stop at nothing, you know, would literally like, Justin Bieber had the fans that were cutting themselves to get him to stop smoking weed. Like, you know, like all these different fans that are, that, do, that go to the greatest lengths. Like, you know how people have those kind of people. Like, these were like probably the spirits behind those. But times a million. Times a million. It was so creepy. And I was just like, this is way past when like a biggest fan type thing. This is more like a worship like they're worshiping me like I'm like some type of deity or something and I was just like this is creepy this is absolutely creepy like I think that I am very obsessed with God but like I'm very obsessed with God I love God and my life is God 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 absolutely and I wish it could be more even as much as it already is yet still this like All of my obsession I could ever manifest for God, God himself in the world, has nothing on their obsession for me. It was creepy. And I don't care what nobody says. You would have to be there to understand what I'm saying, to understand what I'm going through. You would have to have been there. You would have to have experienced it. But I wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy. I wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy. You might, somebody may say, oh my gosh, poor you. You have, you know, obsessed, um, you have obsessed people who watch your every move. Wow. Big deal. Okay. Well, like I said, I wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy. That right there should tell you everything you need to know about what it feels like to be in that position. 
it was absolutely creepy when I would go to the bathroom, when I would eat, when I would brush my teeth, when I would everything, everything I do. I couldn't have a thought to myself. I'd even be sitting sitting there thinking about just, I don't know, random things about myself. Like, oh my gosh, you know, maybe I'll do this tomorrow, I'll do that tomorrow. They're right there for everything, like the most insignificant things. It seems like somebody like this or anybody who will watch you like this, they would only want to be there for important things or things pertaining to whatever reason they're watching you for. They wanted to be there for everything everything it was nothing that they wanted to miss they didn't miss a thing they weren't going to miss a thing they would rather die than miss a thing i'm sure of it i'm sure of it and i was so like i'm like i'm still so uncomfortable because it's still that but the difference like lately is that um oh and i actually end up um i don't want to use this word but i actually end up really pissing them off I pissed them off so bad because as much as they watched me, I said, okay, if you're going to keep watching me like this, you're never going to let up and I have to feel uncomfortable 24 hours, 24, seven a day, 24, seven, 365. Well, then I'm going to offend you 24, seven, 365, 24, seven, 365. I'm going to call you out. I'm going to offend you. I'm going to call you obsessed. I'm going to call you jealous because they were actually jealous too. Of course they are. It's like, if you're, if you're that obsessed, you're either infatuated or you're jealous. And it's both. So it's like, I was like, I'm going to offend you 24-7-365. And it's like, imagine having somebody so infatuated with you. And then, you know, you go and do something good or you go and make an accomplishment. Like every single day, I was just doing random stuff. I'm like, you know what? I want to put a playlist together. I put a playlist together and they like, Oh my gosh, like they're they're jealous of how I put my playlist together. Um I want to, you know, anything I love to do, anything that I do well, even even the things that is like, you know, it seems like what is like why are you upset about that? Like that's not nothing like reading. Literally just reading. I would just read and they would be so jealous of me reading. I would spell. They would be so jealous of me spelling. I would, um, anything I did, and it's not even super significant. I'm not the best reader. I'm not the best speller. Like, I'm good at things, but it's like they are jealous of everything I do. Everything. And I realized, like, God told me multiple times, every time I would, like, get super, like, overwhelmed with it, he would tell me, like, you need to understand that they are jealous of your anointing. They're jealous of your anointing. It's not the things that you're doing. It's the anointing I've placed on you. And it's like, I realized that everything that I do, I'm actually anointed in doing it. And I, I guess I knew that, but I didn't really take that into consideration. That every single little thing that I do, I have this anointing on me. It's anointed. Everything that I touch, everything that I think, everything that I say, even. I won't say everything that I say. A lot of times I'm saying very simple things, and I'm sure that God didn't anoint that, but he anoints me. And that's what they're jealous of. They see it. They feel it. Like, I didn't realize my whole life, every time I've ever been creative, I've ever done anything good, I've ever put any energy towards anything, I'm actually pulling power from God. I'm actually receiving power from God to do it. Everything that I do. 
So it's like even the basic things like eating and stuff, regardless, it's like the way I do it. It's the way that I do it. And they're so infatuated by the way that I do things. There's And it's not even me. I don't want to take the credit. I'm saying me, 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 I, I, I. But it's God. But the thing about it is like, that's why I have to put myself into it. Because it's like, there's a lot of anointed people in this world. There's a lot of people who have the glory of God and are, you know, who get their power from God, who are empowered by God on a daily basis with everything that they do. So I didn't understand why every single last one of them were commissioned to me. Why are every single last one of you, you know, on me? It's like, like there's nobody else like me that ever exists in the world. And then I realized it has to be that. That must be what it is. There's nobody else like me that even exists in this world. So one day, once while I was being tortured and tormented by these very, very, very creepy spirits, because it didn't start off as them being as torturous as they are. It didn't start off that way, but it was still torture to me. Like the way that they ended up going, they ended up being very evil and wicked and doing the most evil, wicked things that they can do. Aside from being so super obsessive, obsessively infatuated with me but it started off with the obsessive infatuation and to me that was torture in itself because everything that I did I felt them I felt it like they're breathing down my neck do you know what it's like to have someone breathing down your neck everything that you do I don't know anybody who likes that I've never met somebody who's like I love when people breathe down my neck everything that I do I'm not, like you want the right person that you really want to be there breathing on your neck. Yeah, of course, that's OK. But even then you're like, uh, uh-uh, that's too much. These these people take that way past that they were crossing the line like it was creepy. Like it is creepy. And it's like it's more like. um, Who cares about respect? Who cares about respecting boundaries? Like, I don't think they know what that is. I don't think they know the definition of respecting boundaries. I don't think they know the definition of boundaries. And it was so creepy because it's like they were trying to, they didn't know how to, they didn't know what to do with themselves. They were more like, a lot of times they were so jealous. And the other times they were so obsessively infatuated. It was creepy, like they wanted to be attracted to me, but didn't, you know, I don't think they really are attracted to anything, but it was more like they are. It was creepy. And then it was like other times, like they want me to be a part of them. And I'm like, ew, if I would ever be a part of you, would I be sitting over here? Would I be sitting around somebody hovering over them like you? Absolutely not. You have nothing to offer me. Absolutely nothing. And. You know, maybe this is harsh to somebody. Somebody might think, well, that's hurting their feelings and such and such and such. But what about my feelings? What about my feelings? Like, I am one person. I can only deal with so much. And I have a million people surrounding me and never giving me a second to breathe. Never even giving me a second to breathe. And a lot of different times when I'm going throughout my life, I'm going throughout my day trying to do things, they're being so obsessive so jealous so creepy that i can't even focus i can't even focus on anything i'm trying to focus and they're steady like you know i need attention 
or look at me or I just realized this or I just realized that and they're like they're just there oh my gosh you don't understand you don't understand like they're just there and it's so creepy and I was just thinking I would just pray and prayed and prayed like Lord God please don't let me be subjected to this for the rest of my life because I will kill myself I will kill myself and I meant it I will kill myself if I have to be subjected subjected to this for the rest of my life because I'm pretty sure hell will be better I'm pretty sure hell would be better than this, but it was hell. It is hell. So, um, I try my best to pray, but nevertheless, fast forward to now, you know, I wound up having to kill whatever it was. The Lord came down inside of me and, um, used me as a vessel and I killed whatever ringleader it was. Whatever the ringleader was, whatever spirit put those on me, um, whatever, whatever it was, all I know was a demonic spirit. It was the devil himself. That's what it was. And I end up, I wound up killing it or God killed it. God killed it. And, um, there's still more to go clearly because I'm still not being left alone. And so ever since that day, they've been trying to kind of like wear me out and wear me down to the point where I'm not fighting anymore. So they can get back up to that point, I think, or just so they can like get away without dying. But I can't, I can't like, I can't let them wear me down. And so I'm just suffering. And it's so creepy because, okay, so I'm getting so, I'm getting, I've I've gotten so many different ways and so many different options on how to get over this and get rid of this and um kind of like not deal with this anymore and the problem with that is that it requires such a sacrifice that you know I could live with but if there's another way I want to find that way like I am a person I've always my my mindset my personality my character has always been there's a way there's always a way nothing is impossible with God so if there's another way that's what I want to do and I don't want to take their way because I don't believe that they you know they want it to go their way so they can feel like they want something anything they're used to that they're confident in that fact that we run things and no you don't God run things and it's made clear now they're starting to see that where to where they're kind of like wincing and like a lot of times trying to sneak off when they get super worried about the outcome and their they I feel like they see them they see their deaths like they're they feel their impending deaths and so they try and sneak off but the way that they're trying to sneak off they only want to sneak off if they felt like they made me feel like they didn't I know that you are or if they felt like they got something out of it. They don't want to feel like they lost. And it's a bunch of them. And I'm just like, oh my God, so creepy. But all I know is that they are actually trying to, they're requiring that I leave my family behind. Now, somebody might say, whatever it is, just let it go. Let them have it. Like, it's not worth it. What are you fighting them? Like, what is that? And it's not that. I don't care about anything that they feel like they win. They can win whatever, take whatever with them. I don't care. Whatever it is they feel like it, by the time they're gone, doesn't matter. Because, 
you know, I'm just going to, like, it's what I think by the time they leave. And I think that that also bothers them because they know I'll be okay once they're once they're gone. But they don't want that. And they're so upset when they think when I even remind them that one day, guess what? You're not going to be here. You're not going to be able to watch my every move. You're not going to watch be able to watch everything I do every second. One day you're going to be gone. And guess what? You won't know what I'm doing. And that right there is a nightmare for them. It's a nightmare for them to think about not being able to watch me anymore, not being able to be infatuated with me anymore, not being able to be obsessed with me every second of every day anymore. That's a nightmare for them. And it's so creepy. It's so creepy. And so, like, um, all I know is I could leave now. I could leave now and they would just have to be, you know, devastated. Simply put, I could leave now and I could go and I could be okay and everything, you know, leave everything behind and just go and be okay. But I would be leaving my family. And granted, somebody would say, okay, now I get it. But I've even been put in a position that, like, if it were any of my family members, they would have left me by now. They would have. And they've made that clear. Matter of fact, they've thrown me to the wolves. That Not only would they have left me, they would have contributed to whatever it is the people who are putting me in this position is doing. Like, not only have, would they have left me, thrown me to the wolves, they're working with them to oppress me when I'm trying to help them. And it's like, at that point, then leave them there, right? I can't do it. I can't do it because the Lord has showed me the spirits that has stolen their bodies. There's demons walking around in their bodies and they don't even have their own bodies. They're somewhere lost in the spirit realm, you know, because of their actions and their sin and kind of like selling me out. They sold me out. And um, I can, I'm the only one who can get them back. And it really, I know it sounds like a movie, a superhero movie or something like that. But like I said, these movies are based off real life events. These movies are based off things that happen in real life. And so like these weird, like reptilian marine type looking spirits, which like they look like aliens, honestly. But like, I know aliens don't exist. Those are just demons. So like. These weird spirits, like they, they're, they're like you gonna, you can leave now, but you ain't, you're not gonna take your family. You can leave now, but you ain't gonna be able to take your family with you, and that's what's keeping me captive. That's really mostly what's keeping me captive. Because if I didn't give a, if I didn't give, if I didn't care, I would be, I would have been gone. I wouldn't even be in this position. I wouldn't be subjected to this. I wouldn't have to deal with these weird spirits watching me twenty four seven. They wouldn't even have had the end. God told me in the beginning of last year, run, run, just run, just go. Even my sister that they actually, you know, had captive said to me, just save yourself. And she said it through tears. And my brother said the same thing. My mother, I don't know. I think I feel like she insinuated that as well. But all I know, excuse me. All I know is that, you know, the Lord kept me. The Lord kept me here. And in him keeping me here, I was able to deliver my sister. 
So she told me in the middle of last year that, um, or towards the end of last year, to save myself and to run without her. Oh, no, no, no. Actually, that was the the end of 2019, towards the beginning of 2020. She told me to save myself and run. But um, I stayed. I, I was going to. One day I had decided I'm going to run. Like I can, I can run. I can leave. I can run away. I can disappear. There's ways I'm capable. I'm, I can survive. I have survival instincts. I can get away. But how could I live with myself? Getting away and leaving my family in this situation. I don't know how I could live with myself. I mean, I can. I could figure out a way to live with myself. But, you know, I know God. I know my God is greater. I know my God is bigger. I know that he will save us all. I know that he can save us all. I know that that's what he has intended to do. So I want to stick it out. I want to fight. Because the Lord gave me an option. He told me, he said, listen, I prayed to him all day. And I, I, I pressed on to him. And the Lord said, just about the parable about the woman with the judge. There was a woman who pressed onto the judge. She followed him every day to work, back home. She never left his doorstep. And she always said, judge, please give me justice. Please give me justice. I believe it was um, a mother or a widow. And she wanted justice um, for, I believe, her the death of her son. I don't want to miss miss. And I don't want to misinform, but um, it was a parable about the widow who pressed onto the judge and he didn't believe in God and nor did he really, you know, care for people. But even he ended up granting her request because he said that, you know, if you press onto me this much and you don't let up, you know, I'll, I'll just give you whatever it is that you're asking for just to leave me alone. And the Lord said, how much more will your father in heaven give you what you ask for if you press on to him in the same way and so I pressed on to God and I pressed and I pressed and I pressed and the Lord granted me the opportunity to be used as a vessel to deliver my sister but the, but Satan visited me in the middle of last year he said to me you won't be able to deliver your brother you're not going to be able to save your brother. And the way Satan said it, this is before I even knew I'd be able to save my sister. Like the Lord had told me he was trying to help me to save her, but he didn't say anything for sure. And I kept pressing on to the, I kept pressing on to the Lord about my sister, about my family, period, about all of them. And Satan came to me and said, well, you're not going to be able to save your brother. And he laughed in my face. But this was right after my brother had laughed in my face. My brother laughed in my face and he said to me, it's me. I'm the reason that you are being tortured like this by these spirits. I'm torturing you. It was me. I did it. And he said, um, because I kept begging God, God, who is this God? Why? Why is it? Why is this happening? And the Lord kept telling me, but I couldn't believe it. Till finally he said it to my face, it's me. And he laughed in my face. And I said, I just, I couldn't even get upset. I feel so bad for him. I said, this is demonic. This is satanic. So you must have sold your soul to the devil. And he said, 
He didn't say much, but Satan showed up. He just laughed like, ha, ha, ha. He was so, he was so, you know, proud of it. He was so proud of it. I felt so bad for him. I felt so bad for him. And then Satan showed up and laughed at him in the same manner he laughed at me, except 10 times, a million times worse. The way he was laughing at me, I couldn't even take it. I could do nothing but cry and pray to God, God, save him. God, save him. Please save him, God, please. And I cried. And that's when Satan showed up and laughed at him, just like he was laughing at me, except a million times worse. And then that's when he said to me, you're not going to be able to save him, though. I'm telling you, Satan, he is not nobody to play with. I don't care. My brother, I believe that he did this because he always, uh, my whole life, he's been obsessed with getting revenge on everybody who's ever done anything to him. And even people who've never done nothing to him. He's always been obsessed with being the being able to exert power over somebody else. He's always been obsessed with being able to steal someone else's power. And feel like he's more powerful than them and have them, you know, feel like, you know, they have to um, bow down to him. He's always been obsessed with being in that position. And my mother called it arrogance. My dad called him a fool. And... I just saw it as like him having a chip on his shoulder from having different issues in life. And I just hoped and prayed. Like I knew what it was. I knew exactly what it was. The Lord told me. But I hoped and prayed like that the Lord would find him one day. And that the Lord would help him one day to overcome that. Because I felt like, you know, honestly, past all of that, you know, he's actually one of the type of people who are very diligent very persistent with different things and if he put that in the right place he could be very successful but I knew that hearing that from me I was the last person he wanted to hear that from and I think that was him kind of recognizing that I recognized you know that he needed the Lord he needed him and excuse me I would pray for him and for my sister, for my whole family, period. But, you know, you don't realize it because you get used to it, but you notice that it's certain family members that you grew up with that you, like, you worry about a little more, even though you don't want to necessarily let them see it because they take advantage of that, only because they don't like that you notice it. And that's, he was one of those. So is my sister. And the way he showed up, like he's he was one of those people who never would let you see him, you know, sweat because he never liked anybody exerting power over him. Nobody. Nobody. That was the worst thing in the world to him for anybody to exert power over him. It made him feel like, you know. That that's when you got the worst out of him. That's always when you got the worst out of him. Like I said, he had a chip on his shoulder, and he needed to work that out with God. And I would pray that that would happen. But 
what wound up happening was he wound up getting into it with Satan, who, of course, takes full advantage of people like that. Satan, once he actually encounters somebody who just wants power, so power hungry and so greedy and don't care about the consequences and and is willing to do anything for it. Satan, you know, he plays you to the left so hard. He plays you to the left so hard. And I don't want to say play you to the left as if that's a small thing. No, he brutalizes you. He brutalizes you. And my brother, I guess, thought he was an exception. Really thought he was an exception. And had to learn out, had to find out the hard way that to think you are an exception is to be one of the worst people who will be brutalized just because you thought that it wouldn't or couldn't be you. And God has done this to me where he has humbled me in that way. So imagine how Satan will. Imagine something Satan will do. You know, like, I don't want to say that, like, you don't fear God more than anybody. God is who you fear. God is in full control of the situation. God placed him in the, in a way it's kind of perfect. But it's so, I would never say it's perfect because how messed up it is. But he placed him in a situation that's like, you want to be exerting power and you will stop at nothing and get it. I'm going to give you to somebody who's going to make you see that that is not the way to be. And he won't even stop at when you get it. He's going to do way far past you getting that. Like, Satan is so overboard. He's so overboard. Like, if somebody got it, like, somebody got it, okay, I get it. He's done it. To the, he's done it enough. He's going to do it times a million times, like a million more people just like you. You're going to have to take it for like a million more like you. Like if I had to have, if I had a million people like you that I had to give this treatment to get them to get it, you're going to take it for all those people, just one person, way past what you can handle. Because the Lord never gives you more than you can handle. But Satan does not buy by those rules. And my brother showed up and the way he showed up. He, the way my brother showed up, excuse me, he never let anybody see him sweat, especially not me. And I don't know what it ever was about me, but especially not ever me. And he, and the way he showed up, he actually cried. And Satan told me everything. Satan told me everything right. Right to his face. Right to his face. Satan told me everything. He said, your brother, you're not going to be able to save. And he told me everything that he was doing to my brother. I will not say. 
but pretty much all that power that he wanted, all the power that he tried to exert over everybody and would stop at nothing to get was being done to him. And so much worse than you could for any so much for than you could ever imagine. It was all being done to him because of him putting himself in that position to try and exert power over somebody else. He also told me that he tried to sell his soul for a deal and actually what ended up happening was uh Satan decided he tricked him. He tricked him and he decided that if you're going to sell your soul to me for a deal, I'm going to go through everybody in your family tree, your whole lineage. I'm going through everybody in your family, whoever has the best destiny. That's who I want. And if it ain't you, you're going to either have to kill them to get it or they're going to kill you and you don't get nothing. And it was me. I was the person with the best destiny. And my brother said, I can do it. He said, of course, that's easy. Once he found out it was me, he said, yeah, that's easy. Oh, yeah, I'm getting that. Because he underestimated me. I don't think he really underestimated me. I think he just, I think it's just the arrogance that my mom talked about. And Satan knew he wouldn't. Satan knew. Satan knew God's plans for my life. Satan knew God's plans for me. Satan knew the whole time. Satan played him. He knew what was going to happen. He knew that my brother was going to be able to do it. He knew that I was ultimately... He knew I was a demon hunter. He knew it already. Satan knew who I was to God. He knew I had anointing. And he tricked my brother into selling his soul. And his deal was if he could take me out, then he could get whatever it was. But ultimately, Satan knew that, you know, ultimately, the best way for him to get to me anyways is because I love my family was to force for him to commission everybody in my family to turn against me. And hopefully he was going to tear me down to the point where I didn't feel like life was worth living. And then I would just give up. But he knew already that God had different plans, that God was using this in order to build me up and teach me how to hone my skills as a demon slayer. And so when he got my brother to sell his soul, he didn't tell my brother that actually, I actually am, you know, commissioned an end times army. I don't want to say that specifically. That wasn't specifically told to me, but I pretty much picked up on that. That I'm actually part of the end times army and I'm being used to kill so many demons, so many, so many big demons. And the reason why he's commissioning my family is because that's probably the only weak spot I have. Like, if it ever comes down to the demons, period, like, I don't care. You're a demon. Why would I ever care? But it's my family. When it's my family, then I'm like, okay, that's my family, though. Like, I could kill any demon that's, you know, I could hunt any demon down it without remorse. Like I said in my previous episode, I had demons desperately begging me with everything they had to let them out. To the point where I actually, for a second, a smidge of a second... Felt like they was a little bit human. And that's saying a lot. Because I know better. And. 
they were serious. That's, that's the only reason I would ever take them serious because I know the truth. And so for me to not have remorse on these different demons, Satan knew the only way that he was going to ever be able to get to me was through my family who I had a weak spot for. Because when it comes to these demons, there's nothing, there's no remorse there. But when it comes to my family, then I feel like, okay, I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't kill him. I can't. Like, I'm even been placed in this position where it's like, I have the power. I'm in a position to just kill him and be done with it. I won't even have to suffer or be tortured, tormented day and night. And I've been suffering for almost two years now, more. And the only thing I have to do is say, is, is just give up my family. All I have to do is just give up my family. It just, it requires me killing my family and Satan knew that, which is why he commissioned my family, but he didn't tell them that. My family didn't find out till afterwards who I was to God and what I was actually meant to do. And then they found out how they got played. Because there's no way God's letting me lose. And so... It's it's sad because I'm not even only supposed to save them. I'm supposed to save a bunch of people in the Illuminati. Funny thing about it. It's like if I can't save them, then they just going to go into the bottomless pit with Satan. But I'm supposed to be trying to save all of them. I don't really know for real. I just know that, you know, that's what I, that's my mission. Take down the Illuminati. But... It's crazy because, like, you know, he's using my family, like everybody else, anybody else who I, you know, outside of my family, people I love. It's like, of course, that's easy. I mean, it's not even easy. I care about people, but it's like, that's not the challenge. The challenge is actually my family. And I've battled to the point where I've actually had to choose, like, kill them now or suffer. And I chose suffering because I can't kill my family. I can't kill them. And so God is sitting here being patient with me, but that's the only way out. And I just don't believe that. I don't believe that's the only way out. So I'm fighting my hardest to try and get another option. But the more I do it, the more I just hurt. The more I get hurt because that's become my only option. They've sold themselves over to the devil and God is like, you have to take them out. And I do choose God over everybody, but I never knew it would be this hard. And imagine you, do you have family? Do you, do you love your family? Imagine having to, to choose to kill your family in order to do what you had to do. You have to kill them. There's no other way out. Like... I don't think people understand, like, the different stuff I go through. I don't think people understand the extent. So, like, when he looked at me like that, he expected me to not care. And it was absolutely the opposite. I care way too much. Way too much. Now... I'm going to do what God told me to do because I know God is always right. 
but I, I believe it's a test from God because God knows my heart and God wants you to always follow your heart. He wants you to follow your heart. He'll tell you what to do. He'll tell you to do something. But if you know, the test is like, are you going to follow your heart, the heart that I gave you? That's the real test. And I'm following my heart and it requires suffering. And so many times I'm bugging him, pressing on to God, hoping that he'll give me a different outcome because of my heart. My heart can't do it. I can't do it. If I could get a different heart, if I could, get, if I didn't have a heart, I'd be done. It'd be, listen, this would be easy, the easiest mission ever. But my heart won't let me do it. And it's about my heart. I have to use my heart to do it. So that means that my heart, no matter what my mind says or wants anyways, my heart would have to come to that conclusion and it won't. Because my heart is the truth. My heart is not telling no lies. It can't. So even if, you know, it's like, well, you might as well do it because that's what you need to do. A lot of people, I'm sure it sounds so easy to say that. But trust me, it's a lot easier than it actually, it sounds a lot easier than it actually is. Because when it comes to my heart, my, if my heart making the decisions, I ain't got nothing to do with that. I don't have nothing to do with that. And my heart won't do it. Every single time I'm like, I just want, like, I've even gotten to the point where I'm like, oh my gosh, I would, I'm about to die. I just want this to be over. Like, I will die. And my heart ends up doing whatever my heart does. God is listening to my heart. I can't control it. So, now I'm stuck in this position where I'm just suffering and, like, dragging it out and, it's because of my heart. And I keep telling myself, like, one day my heart is going to have enough. One day my heart is going to have enough. My heart is going to be like, you know what? This is what we need to do to survive. But I'm pretty sure my heart will let us die. My heart will let me die before it did that. Because my heart knows better. It does. And I, a lot of people say their heart's stupid. Don't listen to your heart. Your heart leads you into a bunch of different stupid places. No, listen to your heart. Trust me. Because if it weren't for my heart, I wouldn't even be here. And, you know, I was able to save a bunch of different people. Get Like, I don't say me. God was able to save a bunch of different people through me because of my heart. So I wouldn't get that up for the world. But, like, I genuinely believe, like, this probably ends up in my death. Because my heart is not, like, I'm waiting for my heart to be like, okay, that we had enough. And it's not doing that. It's, it won't do it. Like, it's not. So, like, I guess I just have to see what happens. But I, I kind of know what's going to happen. God already told me what's going to happen. But, like, I just don't know how I'm getting there. How I'm going to get there. But he always told me, don't worry about the how. long as you know the what. But I guess I just have to see. I mean, it's a lot of people who just don't take it serious until... It's like at their doorstep. And I believe that's going to be soon. So, you know, I see what happens. Like, what can I do? Nevertheless, you know, they full force on me. They never letting up off of me. If it was ever about their heart and, you know, 
already lost. But my heart, it's like I'm losing. I'm losing no matter what. My heart on their side, they on their side, and ain't nobody on my side. At this point, I just keep asking God, God, can you choose for me? Because I can't do it. And God know that. And so I like I have confidence in God that he's going to do his right, period. Because I can't do it. And God knows that. And that's why he put me in this position. Well, God knew it was going to happen. God tells me all the time, like, I knew you was going to do that. I know it was going to happen. And so I know he knows what's ultimately going to end up happening and how he's going to end up getting it done. I don't know. You know, I hope it doesn't depend on them. But at the same time, like, it might. But if it does, I don't know if I'll be okay.